Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Heather Campbell, the host of the Mill Housing Nation podcast, and we are so thankful that you have joined us where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. This is Heather Campbell. I am in here solo today. You get just me on this episode and I am thrilled to be able to bring you some ideas for PCS and summer activities. Okay, if you're listening to this and you are not a parent or maybe you have very, very young children, you know, maybe babies, this one might not be of a lot of value to you. This might be one you can take notes for the future. But for those of us who do have tiny humans that we are in charge of, it can be so overwhelming to PCS and coordinate all of these ridiculous details of this place and the new place and the transition and the household goods, oh Lord, help me, and the household and and where we're going to live and so many things, right? And then you also are balancing these tiny humans who often have big emotions about moving and you're trying to be the foundation for them, trying to be the constant and also keep them entertained either in the old location while you're preparing to leave or in a new location where you know nobody or maybe on the road. And I am going to share with you some of my favorite tips, some of the favorite things that we have done. We have moved across the continent twice. Yes, twice. And I don't say across the U.S. on purpose. I say across the continent. In 2018, we moved from interior Alaska near the Arctic Circle all the way to Montgomery, Alabama. We spent about three weeks on the road, did a little bit on the Alaska Ferry. That was a great journey for my family of five. My children were one four and five at the time. And then lucky us, we got to repeat in the reverse. So in 2021, we moved from Montgomery, Alabama back to that same place in Alaska, which not a lot of military families do. And that was mid pandemic. And we also had a four-year-old, eight-year-old and seven-year-old. Yes, that's their ages last year. And we went across much of the U.S., and took a little bit of a different route, lived in a pull-behind camper. So if you ever have questions, I would love to answer those for you. And we also went through Canada, which was not super travel-friendly at the time. So I don't have a lot to contribute there. But all that to say, we have done two very, very long moves where we have moved to a completely new location where we knew nobody, where the culture was different, the climate was different, and we've spent long periods of time basically living in our car on the way. So these are my favorite ways to entertain the kids and to sort of survive those summer months, especially if you maybe have questionable weather, like here in interior Alaska, you might have fires or floods that keep you from doing outdoor things. In Alabama, we had extreme heat. So sort of all ends of the spectrum of things to do outside, things to do inside. So I am going to share with you my favorite tips and the ways that I sort of plan how to entertain my children during summer and PCS season. Okay. The first thing you need to know is at the start of summer, just make a list. If you have kids who know how to read or write, ask for their input, ask for them to make a list, or maybe you sit down and make it as a family and just brainstorm, just brain dump all of the ideas, right? Not all of them have to make it onto the final list, but really just ask your spouse, ask your significant other, ask your family members. Maybe you have people visiting, ask your children, what kinds of things do we want to do this summer? And no, 
kiddos. Putting Disney World on there is not realistic. We're not going to go to Disney World, right? So, so those are fun ideas, but not always things that make it to the list. But we do have ideas like have a lemonade stand, go swimming, play sports, go hiking, try different summer camps, maybe go to vacation Bible school at a local church, go to different activities on your military installation, visit with different people, have different people visit you, do water balloons, go kayaking, any sort of thing that your family enjoys doing and wants to see during that summer, start getting those ideas. That's going to help make it a lot easier for you to entertain the kids if you aren't the only one coming up with ideas. I did this with my kiddos this year. Turns out my kids are stoked about a lot of electronics time. We don't really let them do electronics during the school year on school days. So they're stoked. Like they are over the moon to have an hour of tablet time on top of their normal TV screen time. Yes, lots of screen time here for this working mom with three kids at home during summer. So get those ideas from your family. And that includes things that you'll be doing along the way. Maybe you are PCSing. Maybe you are going on the road. Start looking at some of those activities. Which takes me to the next step. After you make sort of your dream sheet of everyday things like doing a craft or having a lemonade stand or riding bikes to get an ice cream cone and having all those dream activities, also start getting ready for that during the summer, during that, whether you're PCSing or not, during that summer season, what are you going to be doing? Now, here's a couple of ideas of things to do with your family that maybe you're not aware of. And I intentionally chose things to share with you that are really low cost or really easy to do. Gas is a premium this year. Inflation's at an all-time high. People are pinching pennies. All of us are really trying intentionally to be mindful of that budget. So I am sharing with you, of course, there's things like horse camp and baseball camp and piano camp and all of these fun activities. But as a mom with three kids, those can get very spendy. So I am saving those for maybe someone else another day. But here on this podcast, I am going to share my favorite budget-friendly ideas. First off, Check out Blue Star Families. Go to their website or go to Google or go to your search engine and search for Blue Star Museums. This is something that Blue Star Families does every single year. It's one of my favorite activities. And they have a listing by state of different museums that you can visit. So maybe as you're planning your road trip for your PCS, or maybe you're in a location, a new location, an old location, maybe visiting family, you can look on there and see what places can I go to for free. These are museums that have entered into an agreement that military families can attend for free. So that is a really great way, just right off the bat, what can we do along the way in our journey throughout our summer? Check out Blue Star Museums. Those are going to be a really, really easy thing to put in there. Not all of the museums are ones my family is super interested in, but there definitely are some in there that have been hits for us. Also, check out the national park system, the national parks, the preserves, national forests, national monuments. All of those are free to visit as a veteran or military family. You just go in, you get your annual pass, and they sort of give you a card, and then you can take it to all of the different ones. And at many of these locations, they have a ranger, a junior ranger program. So you get a little booklet. And, you know, the first time we did a cross-country tour, my kids couldn't read. So it was a lot of activities that we did with them, and we were reading for them. But this past summer, in 2021, My kids were able to read my two older children and they were able to help my youngest with those activities. And that was really fun to go to each location, spend a little bit of time getting out of the car, stretching our legs. We didn't even necessarily always explore the national park, but maybe taking a two mile hike. Usually the visitor center has a pretty easy trail near it, something that's not too 
adventurous, not too difficult. And you can just take an hour and go in the visitor center, do the junior ranger program, maybe grab a lunch, grab something from the cafe, grab something nearby and walk a little bit of the trail and just have a way to get out of the car, do something different and explore a new area. Again, that is a free activity that's available. And those are going to be across the entire U.S., including Alaska and Hawaii. So those are really great stops and great ways to sort of entertain the kids without you know, paying for things in each location that you stop. So Blue Star Museums and the National Parks and the Junior Ranger Program. A nationwide lender with branches across the country, Caliber Home Loans Incorporated is staffed with local experts who are eager to share their knowledge and help you realize your dream of homeownership. Caliber is committed to meeting the specific mortgage needs of the brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces who serve our country with resolute sacrifice and bravery. Their combination of our user-friendly technology and the professional guidance of their loan consultants creates a smooth route to homeownership. Also, one thing we love to do is just find unique things about each place. As we're going through that PCS, we look ahead of time. Maybe we're somewhere new that we don't get that type of food very often. Last summer when we moved, we went through the Southwest. We had never been to New Mexico. We had never experienced green chili in New Mexico, right? We've heard from it. We love food. We've heard from many of our friends about it. So we made it a point when we were in that part of the country to really try it as much as possible. When we were in Texas, we went to Bucky's. So those of you who are familiar with Bucky's, we also went to HEB. We made sure, hey, we're going to stop and get our road trip snacks. We're going into HEB. We're going to see what the big excitement is. If you are in Alabama, Georgia, Florida, I highly recommend checking out Publix. If you are in the Midwest and in some of the Great Plains, the Northern Plains states, I recommend High V. As you can tell, I'm a big grocery store fan, but it's always fun to visit new locations, maybe new stores, new things that you've heard about that are unique to a certain region of the country. And that also goes for food. So things, this doesn't necessarily fit in with being low cost ideas, but you're going to be eating anyway. So why not eat somewhere that's new and familiar or somewhere that maybe you haven't had before, but you've heard about, right? And when I go to California and visit my sister, I like to eat in and out Burger. I don't have that in Alaska. So I'd like to go get that. That's a really fun way to get that experience along the way. So I know I have to eat anyway. Let's stop by there. So sort of look for some of those things you want to eat at. Look at some of those stops. That can be a really fun way. Instead of doing just a short, quick fast food stop, you can stop and maybe go into a diner on Route 66 and get the whole experience. Or maybe you're going through where they have a, I think Dolly Parton has a Dixie Stampede or, you know, go to a medieval time. So look for those unique ways that you can make memories along the way, even including with the way that you're eating, trying new places, trying new things. My favorite place to look for places to eat is to check out, there's different restaurant apps, different things you can look at, but we always go to TV food maps. If you Google it, I don't remember if it's .com or .org, TV food maps. And that's where you're going to find where different shows have been. Man versus food, best thing I ever ate, diners, drive-ins, and dives. If any of you are foodies who love to watch TV about food, you will appreciate going and seeing some of the places that they have visited with these shows. And that's honestly kind of where we start when we get to a new location is, okay, what have we watched shows about, about eating? Or where can we learn more about these foods? Oh, there's an episode about this town that has this restaurant. Let's watch it. Cool. Let's check that out. So those are fun ways to experience things along the way with your PCS. Now with PCS, of course, comes travel time. I don't have a lot of input for Families that are traveling internationally, they're taking very long flights. The first time we moved to Alaska, we flew, but it was broken up with layovers. So our longest flight was about four hours. Since then, we have flown 
I think the longest flight was six or seven hours. So still not some of those really, really long haul flights. So I don't have a lot of insight for that. But for those of you who are traveling on shorter flights or maybe by train or in your car through your PCS, here's the things that we do in the car when we know we're sort of going to be stagnant. Of course, trying all those fun things I mentioned to get out of the car and experience new things and new locations and new foods. But also when you're stuck in the car, that's just part of it. So we do tablet time, a lot of tablet time in the car, and we try to rotate that. So we'll do maybe 30 minutes or an hour at a time, and we kind of break up our day in 60 to 90 minute segments. We know that we're going to have to stop and go to the bathroom with, you know, mom and dad and three kids. We're going to have to go to the bathroom about every hour to two hours. So we kind of break up our day as, okay, now we're going to watch a movie in the car and that's what we're doing for the next hour and a half. Or this segment from this stop until we pull over for gas again is going to be tablet time or it's going to be quiet time in the car or it's going to be time that we listen to an audiobook as a family or listen to a favorite soundtrack to a movie or even work on reading books for those of you who have readers or workbooks or even electronic learning tablets, maybe not so much iPads, but some of those learning tablets. There's lots of different ways that you can sort of keep those kids engaged in the car. And it varies with your drive time, right? Shorter days are going to be a little easier. Some of those longer haul days, 12 or 13 hours in the car, those are going to be really difficult. For us, for my family with three kids, we have found the best thing to do on those drive times is if we are going to drive for more than 12 hours, we try to stop for two nights. So we try to keep our drive to about eight hours, eight to nine hours or less, preferably between six or eight. And then we'll stop for one night, drive another six or eight hour day, stop for one night, drive another six or eight hour day. But every couple of days, especially for those of you doing a long PCS, every two to three days, we stop for two nights and we just have a full day in a location. That's a great time to explore some of those things like the museums, like the national parks, like maybe trying out a new tourist attraction. And also for those of you who aren't moving and those of you who are, check out local movie theaters. A lot of the times I've seen where movie theaters in both locations that I've lived recently with kids old enough have had a summer movie program. Now, some of those are still on hold and aren't back from pandemic programming yet, but many of them are. And I know in my local area here in interior Alaska, it's $2. It's $2 for the movie. It's typically something my kids have seen. It's typically something we might even own at home. But we can go to the movies. We can get the kid popcorn. We can do the whole event in a way that it's a kid movie. It's one I know it's going to be kid friendly. It's not going to cost the normal ticket price. And it's going to be one if we have to get up and go potty or stretch our legs or be disruptive. I know that we're there with other families with kids. And also, it's probably a movie that we have already seen or can easily stream at home and make up those lost portions. So check out your local movie theater as well and see what things are going on. Do they have a summer movie program? Do they have a way that you can do something fun, especially on those really hot dog days of summer afternoons, an easy way to go to a nice cool location, maybe get a frozen drink, get a candy, sit down and enjoy a movie with the kids and not have to pay that full ticket price that we are seeing. So those are my favorite hacks, my favorite shortcuts of how to entertain the kids through the PCS season. Be generous with yourself with tablet time, be generous with the kids. Make that dream sheet, make that list of things you want to do. Find fun stops along the way, whether it's food, whether it's exploring outside, whether it's new tourist attractions, find things to do along the way for your PCS. And of course, in one location, if you're not moving or if you've gotten to a new place, look for those ways to connect. Look for community meetups, look for parent exercise days, look for walks, look for festivals, look for kid movies. Find those things that you can do 
that are going to entertain the kids, ask on your spouse's page, and of course, try not to break the bank because as we all know, moving can be expensive as it is and adding a ton of activities and expensive toys to entertain the kids is not always the best option. Thank you all so much for being here. I have loved telling you guys all of my favorite hacks. Be sure to like, make sure you share this episode, find us on social media at Mill Housing Network, or you can find us at millhousingnetwork.com. We would love to hear from you as we continue to grow this community together. In the meantime, thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.